The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery, and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. It's a gardening showdown this weekend as the two big gardens host their annual plant sales on the same day. Are you getting in the mix? Or do you find growing things kind of overwhelming? Come closer, because these are one experimental gardener's tips for growing beautiful things anywhere, even in the sidewalk cracks. It's Wednesday, May 10th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Maddie Burner, you are a renter with a major green thumb, but nobody's perfect. So I want to know what is one plant or herb that you've tried to grow in your apartment that's really stumped you? All right. So (laughs) anything that I've tried to grow inside my apartment is dead. (laughs) I do not have a green thumb for indoor plants. Interesting. Um, Except I do have a jade plant that's still alive. That's my only house plant that's still alive. Outside, is pretty much the opposite. (laughs) Everything is going really well outside. I guess strawberries is the one thing that did not take off last year. Mm, They are tricky. Yeah. We'll try that again this year. Why do you think that is that you're killing indoor plants and like (laughs) that you have an outdoor plant economy? (laughs) Well, um, I live in a basement, so we don't get a lot of sunshine, which is kind of the number one ingredient for growing healthy plants. Well, I think for some people getting started gardening can be a real hurdle. Yeah. How did you get started? Okay. Well, I'm not from Salt Lake. I'm from New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in New Hampshire on a horse farm. Love that. Which is pretty, yeah, farm girl, horse girl till I die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we had a really big vegetable garden growing up and I would watch my mom and my grandpa garden and grow so many vegetables. And then my mom always would just take a handful of zinnia seeds and just like throw them in our backyard. She had like one little plot. She was just like, they're going to grow. They're going to be fine. And she just like didn't really care and would water them here and there. And she always had like this beautiful cut flower garden. Wow. That's like some real Disney princess behavior. (laughs) It truly was. And I was like, okay, how hard can it be? I guess that's how you garden. I guess that's my approach with lots of things. Just like, how hard can it be? (laughs) Right. Well, but the climate is so much different here than it is in New Hampshire. Like right off the top, I mean, New England is humid. Mm -hmm. It's so dry here. Our sun is scorching. How did you adjust? Well, lots of water. Thankfully, I have um, a sprinkler system at the house that I'm renting. So to water the grass. So the sprinklers do a lot of the watering of the flowers for me, which is really nice. But yeah, definitely lots of water, lots of sunshine. Lots of patience, which are like the three ingredients for people too. (laughs) Honestly. I tell myself that every day. I'm like a little bit of water, a little bit of sunshine, and a little bit of patience. I'm glad you brought that up because 
one of my biggest hurdles to getting into gardening is just that I have low patience. Like I see it as a really frustrating pursuit. And like my biggest fear is spending a lot of money and a lot of time and then pulling like one carrot out of the ground. And it's like, yeah, well, world's most expensive carrot here. Like what are the benefits? For real. I think that's definitely a totally valid fear. I try to go into it. And last season was my first season gardening on my own. So I really just went into it full of curiosity and treating it like an experiment. Like I wanted it to be fun and I wanted it to be something that I didn't put a ton of money into right away. I bought a couple bags of dirt and a couple packs of seeds and just kind of spread them and kept watering my dirt for a week and really didn't think anything was going to happen. But then when you start to see those first little sprouts, it's like, Every single day I was taking pictures of it. I felt like a new mom. I was like on my hands and knees, just like taking pictures of these microscopic little leaves. But I was so proud of it. I think it can be really magical if you go into it with just kind of no expectations and hoping for the best. And worst case, you end up with some dirt. But best case, you end up with a, a beautiful garden. So definitely start small. And I think like really evaluating your space and being realistic with like, how much time do you want to put into this? How much money do you want to put into this? How much space do you have? Yeah. Because if you can answer all those questions before you go buy all the supplies, I know I'm the type of person that I'll be at Target and I'll see the seed rack and be like, I just want to buy everything and start this new hobby and like buy all the stuff before I have any plan. Mm -hmm. So resist the urge, resist the temptation (laughs) to just splurge. You're setting yourself up for success. A lot of people in this city are renters. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it for myself, like, I'd love to have a little garden. I don't have a yard. I do have a balcony, though a lot of people don't have a balcony. Yeah. What do you advice do you have for people who want to kind of get their hands in the soil, but in a place that they don't own? Yeah. So I definitely am very privileged in where I live having a yard that made it so much easier to even get into gardening. And there's a lot more hurdles involved when you're living in a small space and maybe just have a balcony or don't have a yard at all. If you're working on a balcony, start in pots or start in a tiny little garden box that you can put over your balcony or put a pot outside your apartment building. Like chances are nobody's going to mess with your seed pot. Or, or this is my favorite thing to advocate for, stealth gardening. Oh my gosh, what's that? That sounds fun. Take some seeds, take some wildflower seeds. Wildflowers grow so easily like weeds. Okay. When you're out on your morning walk, getting your little coffee, doing your little hot girl walk, toss some seeds somewhere that you see a sprinkler. Toss them. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe they fall out of your pocket. See what happens. I did this when I was walking my dog last summer. I would just like see a little crack in the sidewalk and be like, throw some seeds in there, see what happens. And it's amazing. And then you go on your walk a month later and you see all these tiny little flowers bloom that you planted for your lovely pollen neighbors, our bees, our butterflies, all the good things. I love this idea. I would even go so far as to say that this is community care. There we go. Because then when I'm walking down the street and I see a flower, and of course it's springtime, so I'm like, I'm ready to lick a tree. Like my spring fever is all time high. And I'm over the moon photographing this flower. Yeah, it feels really, (laughs) really good. It's amazing how a tiny little flower just like brings so much joy to your community. It's really amazing. Hold up. 
Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons, maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Spring is when leases expire, and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants, but the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. Ico Fort Union offers studio, one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments, so if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. Well, what are some beginner-friendly plants? Because you mentioned that, like, mm. strawberries, kind of tough. <laughs> Those were hard for me, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess it kind of depends on what you're trying to garden. If you want to do vegetables, mm-hmm. if you're inside, you could do regenerative vegetables. So things like green onions and celery and romaine lettuce. You can use the produce from the grocery store, cut all the way down to the bottom little root, and then just put that in water, and it'll regrow. So you'll just have celery on demand. You'll have lettuce on demand. Use your own produce. Okay. So that kind of stuff is fun for if you're inside and don't have a lot of sunshine. Yeah. Um, but outside, cut flowers are really awesome. Mm. I know zinnias are super easy to grow and are one of those things that the more you cut them, the more they grow. So big fan of those. Okay. I do want to ask you while I've got you yeah. about watering because I think I'm an overwaterer or an underwater, what is the rule of thumb for watering my plants, both indoor and outdoor? Ooh, okay. I would say indoor is a little bit more finicky because a lot of indoor plants require a lot of drainage and kind of some of them require sandier soils like your succulents and stuff like that. So those you're not going to have to water as often. But generally, I would say if you can stick your finger in the first two inches of the dirt, and it's dry, then you need to water. I try to water in the morning before it gets too hot. And then at the end of the day, when the sun starts to go down, that way you're not letting all your water evaporate when it's peak sunshine. That's a good tip. Because one time a gardener friend told me I shouldn't be watering my plants at night because they were going to bed. And I was like, are you serious? (laughs) They were going to bed, tucking them in. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've never heard that, but okay. that would be news to me. Well, you recently started this seed project in your neighborhood. Yes. And I assume this is a different seed project than you just throwing seeds around town. (laughs) (laughs) What is the goal behind this very specific seed project? Yes. So stealth gardening is very different, but the seed library is something that I started. This is my first season doing it and was really just kind of an experiment to see what happens. Um, But at the end of last season, as I was grieving the end of the garden (laughs) and pulling out all the plants as it started to get cold. I was so bummed and I was just like Mm. filling my time trying to make up garden chores. (laughs) That's really endearing, Maddie. (laughs) It was really sad. And then I was just kind of like picking up all these dead flower heads and I was like, wait, these are full of seeds. This is where seeds come from is flowers. And I just had this like epiphany moment. Like I don't have to buy seeds next year. I'll just save them all. So I saved a bunch of seeds. And then this season, when I broke out my own personal seed library, I had so many. And I was just like, I need to give these away. (laughs) I need to give these to my neighbors. Because last season, I did like a a cut flower garden. Like I gave away cut flower bouquets just in soda cans. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we gave over 100 bouquets away for free Wow! last summer. Yeah, full of cut flowers. They were really awesome. And so many of our neighbors stopped and would just be like, you make my day. These are so amazing. These make me so happy. Like, it's so sweet and so wholesome. And it just like brought me so much joy to put it out there. And the sign that I made last year, I just made like a little cardboard sign that's like, take a free bouquet, help and be helped. Yeah. And so this season, I tried to take my own advice and was like, I need to help and be helped. And I was like, gardening is expensive. And I want to give away twice as many bouquets this year, (laughs) this season. And in order to kind of cut costs, I thought it would be more cost effective because I have a pretty big space to buy a big bag of dirt and have it delivered instead of a bunch of individual bags. And those are expensive. They're like over $100 to have a bunch of dirt delivered. And mama's broke. <laughs> so... Well, I I think a lot of people like either don't start gardening because they're aware that it can add up quick or yeah. underestimate how expensive it can get building a garden. It's not a cheap hobby. A hundred percent. Do you have any tips for people who want to garden on a budget? Well, so with the seed library, I put it out with all of our seeds um, and a little sign that just said, help and be helped. Take what you'll use, pay what you can. And our neighbors donated enough money for us to buy all of our dirt for us this season, Wow, which was really amazing. It's funny how that works, right? It was so crazy. And it's like a dollar here, five dollars there, whatever. Like it added up over the last couple of months. And I just like, I feel so loved and so grateful that our community is supporting us so we can give more flowers away this season, which is pretty special. Yeah. But cost-saving tips, I would say come visit the seed library. <laughs> and the public library has a huge seed library that I just learned about. And you don't need a library card or anything to go in there, and they're all free. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great resource. Um, I get my compost from the city. So the city, actually, all of the green bins that we have around the city that gets collected, all of our compost gets turned into compost that you can go buy. And it's super cheap. It's like a dollar for a five-gallon bucket. Wow. Yeah. So super, super cheap. And it's from your trash. (laughs) Look at that. So it feels good. It goes full circle. What is the compost to soil ratio for anyone whose like ears are perking up at this idea? Um, I read that it's one part 
compost to nine parts soil. So a lot less than you would think. A five-gallon bucket's going to take you a long way in your studio apartment. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Split it with your friends. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, and then also like the dollar store is a really good resource. They actually have a surprising amount of seeds and supplies kind of everything you would need to start a garden. Facebook Marketplace is a really great resource. There's a lot of people that garden that want to share their supplies. So I think just reaching out to your community is a really great way to learn and also get supplies and get knowledge and share resources. I love that. If people want to contact you for gardening tips, because you are clearly a wealth of knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. How do they find you? Um, they can find me at madburn underscore on Instagram. Okay. Or my name's Madison Burner on most social media. Before I let you go, I want to know what is the thing you've grown in your garden that you are most proud of? Ooh, that's a great question and a hard question. I think the thing I'm most proud of is last summer we grew a bunch of sunflowers that were over 12 feet tall. Stop. <laughs> yeah. So... In order to like start getting the flowers actual actually off the stems, I was sitting on the shoulders of our friend who's almost seven feet tall. <sighs> um, yeah, and I'm five seven. So, and I was like really, really stretching, trying to cr- trying to trim them off. It was like really insane towards the end of the season. Oh my gosh, you could have entered them in the county fair. It kind of felt that way. We have a two-story house and there's a balcony on the top story. And we were joking that it's like Rapunzel. (laughs) Jack and the Beanstalk. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Maddie Burner, what a delight to chat with you. I am not going to lie. I feel pretty inspired. I might get some pots and get to work here. Thank you. Good. Yes, get out there. And I'm happy to answer any questions you have. I want advice on how people are deterring their squirrels and grasshoppers because that's my big issue right now. Okay. You hear that, listeners? We'll collect. Yeah. If you have tips, reach out. Thanks, Maddie. Thank you so much. It was so great to see you. As I mentioned, this May 13th weekend is a plant sale showdown. But listen, you can have it both ways. The Red Butte Garden Plant Sale is this Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Red Butte Garden Amphitheater. Entry's free. You don't need to register. There will be everything from shrubs and roses to herbs and heirloom tomatoes, plus gardening staff and volunteers on hand to help you make a plan. Down the street at Roland Hall near 9th and 9th, the Wasatch Community Gardens Plant Sale is running from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday. The Wasatch Sale will feature more than, get this, 40,000 food-growing plants, all raised by participants of their farm-based job training program that serves women facing homelessness. There will be 18 different kinds of peppers for sale. And that's just the peppers. But don't get overwhelmed. You've got this. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.